Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Another Day in Paradise. I'm your host, C. Millie, here with my boy. We are here at it once more. One more time. Shmoney on the beat in yep. the building. Happy but we do here. have some uh, special guests today, Shmoney. We got some special guests. Um, we have the OG of the school, Mrs. Brown, here with us again. Shout out to Ms. B. But then we also have Brandon Sackbun. Brandon is running for mayor. Brandon, welcome to another day in paradise. Wow. I've got something witty and quick to say, but when it comes to podcast intros, I might say that we need to get you guys a full-time gig doing Because that was like a, as smooth an intro as you could possibly have. My name is Brandon Sackbun, and and as you just said, I, I am, in fact, running for mayor of Terre Haute. Um, but thank you guys so much for having me, and I'm looking forward to a, a good conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, happy to have you. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah Mrs. Campbell Miller, she's trying to expand this. She wants to go national. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've got big dreams. You know what I'm saying? Big dreams. Yeah. She has no, no trouble doing a daily podcast, and that's it. That's I, all really, we do. I would be, yeah. if Ms. Brown said I could do that. <laughs> Oh, it's over with. <laughs> I'm talking about full time gig. Like Listen, sponsorships, okay, my everything, job. commercials, All everything. All that. Who wants to be our first sponsor? Anybody out there want to be our first sponsor? I'll be down for that. Um, okay, so before we Ooh, jump into, huh? You could get square donuts. Square. I'm saying, right? Square donuts. Brand. Low key. First one. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. Maybe like expand who, out to who like you know? Google, Nike. I, I mean, <laughs> if Nike wants to sponsor yeah. us, you know what Ford, I mean. Ford. I'm down. Nissan. Look, let's get all, right. all of them. You got the connect though, Smoke, because you you've been around a long time. Ancient. I'll test drive years. any car for a little bit. You're a hilarious. <laughs> Look, do the podcast in the car. Hello? We could go remote now. Yeah, you know what I mean? I know. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. So before we jump into our interview, um, let me not lie to you. We don't have like specific questions. We're just about to go off the cuff. Okay. So don't it's, this is it. real in real informal. We just talk, we just hanging out. We cool, we chilling. Um, but before we get there, let's talk about what we've got going on this week because uh, we had our Scotty burst, but we always get in here and we we uh, make sure we talk about what we have going on here at school. So, Ms. B, what we got going on this week? Let's take a look here at our calendar because I've got, let me pull it up on my phone. Well, you know, tonight we've got the uh, tennis match at Honey Creek. Let's the girls go. tennis team will be competing at Honey Creek, so we hope our parents will come out and join us for that. Is that their first one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Their first yeah. match. Yeah, for sure. We had a, we had a track meet last yeah, night. Yeah, that we I was did. At a school board meeting last night, so I didn't hear what the results were. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we won yesterday against Woodrow Wilson. We are um, very small, mm-hmm. um, but I heard we had some pretty good races. I know in seventh grade we had a seventh grader uh, beat a bunch of eighth graders in the one hundred. Uh, I think that was Kamarion Grady. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so I heard he did a really great job, and I saw him this morning, and it, it, it looked like. It was a little bit bigger. Uh, <laughs> right. For sure. Yo, no. So him, that was the only one I really heard about. No, we had some first place. Um, I think our four by one team, girls won. Let's um, go. Oh, wow. That's what I'm talking about. Boys four one. That's second. Okay. Uh, yeah. First place finishes after that. I'm not sure. I haven't seen the results either. What did Zanaria do? Moves. What did she do last night? She... Well, I was at the high jump. So oh, I was just night. watching and run by me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she won the 200, 100, and I don't know what she did on the long jump. Okay. I don't know. All right. Cool. I know they were still doing long jump when we were done. Holy it's moly. still going on. That's well, crazy. Before yeah. we get out of here, we can get uh, Mr. Burris to bring the results. the results. Yeah, are. for sure. Uh, so we've got, so you've talked about um, yesterday we had track. Today we, today had we have tennis. Creek, and then we've got a tennis match on Thursday. 
think that's at Otter Creek. Yeah, at Otter Creek, you are correct for sure. No, that's against Otter Creek, but it's here, isn't it? Uh, I think that's a home match. Yep, actually, you're right. Tennis at home versus Otter Creek. And yesterday we had the food distribution. Killed it. Yep, yeah. we had, uh, you know, we didn't have as many people as we normally do, but I mean, it was still great to give out food to families. I think we, we hit like two hundred. to pass out the food in the daylight. I know. Um, so, and it wasn't cold. What? So you all might share with Brandon what that food distribution is about. Yeah. So uh, every second Monday of the month, we uh, partner with Catholic Charities and they bring over some food and we give it out and distribute it to the community. So um, typically we're serving, I don't know, roughly three to four hundred people. Um, and, but yesterday we didn't we didn't serve as many. We had like 200 and almost 300 families. So um, it was it was a little slower yesterday, but we enjoy it. Uh, our kids specifically, they enjoy being able to get out and help, you know, pack up those food um, bags uh, to give to the family. So um, it's a really good time. It's a way for our kids to now, get do back. Now, they do other satellite places in town? Or yeah, just, yeah, 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 they do. Yeah. That's they a do. really good three-for-one partnership. I mean, here you've got a nonprofit organization like Catholic Food Charities, and now you've got your school corporation, Sarah Scott, going out of their way to support that group. And, and third, and I think really most importantly, you're getting those students involved, and, and they see that act of kindness, they, they see that work that you guys are doing, and I'm sure that it means a lot to the families, and I really do hope that all the students who participate will really learn from that experience. I, I cannot commend you guys enough. That's That warms my heart. So good, really good work earlier this week and throughout the entire school year. Really I think it's one of those things they don't appreciate also until later in life. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? They're like, Oh, we had to do the food thing, but then like you know, it get older. Like, oh yeah, that was really cool. We did that. Well, and low key, like some of our most of our kids, they love it. Like they love coming out there. Um, they they do. They enjoy. They enjoy putting it in the in the car. They they just. I mean, they like being active. And so I don't know. I feel like it's really great because a lot of people do a lot of great things for us, and it's really great to see our kids kind of give back and and them enjoying that piece of it too. So. Um, I don't know, but I'm biased. I love our kids, and I think they do a really good, good job. That's so a good that's <laughs> I think good. they do a good job anyway. But um, yeah, so I think that's all we have for this week, right? For as far as Scotty Burst things go. No, 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 no. You you forgot. What did I forget? Oh snap! That's this weekend. That's Saturday. Let's yes. go. Okay, so we've got Skyline this weekend, and we're going to the we convention center. Let's. I'm here for students that. Are going, students are going to tour the Terrell Convention Center. They'll get to meet the chef there, Ooh. and she's going to prepare Sunny. Is her name Sunny's going to prepare? Oh, you're cooking. Yeah, she's going to prepare food for them. They'll get to learn about uh, what it takes to become a chef, what that career yeah. opportunity is like, what it takes to meet that goal. And then I forgot where we where we're going for lunch. I think Roly Poly. Shout out to Roly Poly real quick. Uh, wow. I think that's where we're going. Um, one of our students, Jaylee Hooper, her grandmother, uh, just took over Roly Poly. So. I think we're going to go there and support. Oh, those are the best sandwiches. Locate. I love a good hot sandwich. I, I was telling somebody that the other day. Wait. It's the best. Oh, I forgot my lunch day, too. Hot really a good hot sandwich. No, Man, I like a pressed a good, panini. No, good cold cut. No. Yeah, uh, come on, Brandon. Brandon. I think we, we just disagreed here. Man. We from Man. <laughs> we, I was with you, Brandon, until you said cold sandwich. Yeah. Nah, man. We got to be a nice hot sandwich. Man, it just warms the inside. That's what it does. It's amazing. I don't know. But shout out to the Hoopers, though. Right. We might share with you a little bit about the Skyline event, what that is. Yeah, mm -hmm. so Skyline, uh, it was the brainchild of Camille Wallace, I believe. And she um, helped us to partner with Republic Air Airlines, yeah, to um, help to expose 
students of color to uh, the field of aviation and like careers in aviation. And so initially what we did was we took a, a group of students to uh, the airport in Indianapolis and they were in, we were in the hangar and we got to go up and down the hangar talking to different professionals um, in the career of aviation. Um, Last September we did that? I don't even know, so long ago. So. It was, so, it was still it was sunny. Nice it was, it was nice out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so way back when. Um, and then from there, we every Saturday, uh, it's like the third Saturday of the month, I believe. Uh, every third Saturday, we do something um, in relation to career exploration. So we have the students come out on a Saturday for a couple hours, and we go somewhere. Um, last month, I, we went to St. Mary's, and they got to mm -hmm. tour the campus and uh, talk to some people. And it was a really good experience. A lot of our kids were super excited about that. Um, the, the month before that, we went to, where did we go? Sky Ms. King Brown? Airport. We went to Sky King. We watched like a 12-year-old land a plane. It was the craziest thing ever. It was I'm, amazing. I'm sure our Terre Haute companies are just rushing to, to be a part of it. Oh, I wish. I wish. I wish, man. I, if you could help us get get yeah, them I, I mean, get them in here, man. It's, it's, a, it's great. I mean, yeah. we've got kids who are interested, and so we want to make sure that we provide them with those opportunities. I think that's one thing that we do you know, pretty well is, getting our kids exposed to things because learning goes far beyond the classroom for us, you know, mm -hmm. so we want to make sure that we give them that. But yeah, if you know some people who trying to, who want to connect and, and make something happen, we're down. I'll definitely have to make some calls in after this, because when you look at what, what a program like that is doing, it, it's really tackling career opportunities at the middle school level, which yeah. is just above and beyond, you know, what we need. I think a lot of our students, they face so many challenges at home that, that we really, you know, you educators do not, have the opportunity to follow them home sometimes and, and to hear this opportunity at the middle school level really does warm my heart as well and I certainly hope and pray that you know our elementary school system considers a program like this because for a young child to, to see an, an aviator or just to see someone that looks like them, mm -hmm. you know yeah. and that's so important of setting up being a good role model in the community just even if you kind of look like someone you have that sense of belief. Absolutely. Well, I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think I don't think you realize ever anybody realizes that either. Like, if you fly somewhere, okay, you see the pilot, mm -hmm. you see the people that are passing the out, flight the attendant, drink, yeah. flight attendants, you see the people checking at the gate. But then there's so many other so jobs. Many. Oh yeah. Dude, and I didn't even know, right? Like, I didn't even think about that when when we first went. I was like, man, like. What if I was exposed to this? What would I be yeah, doing? There's so many jobs oh, just yeah. to get a plane. Is, to does take anyone off. want to jump out of a plane? I've done that 31 times. I'm we cool. Can do it. Oh, I'm I cool. would, I would yeah. do that today. I would do it. I'm cool. I like staying on the ground, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's, Principal Brown just that's like the cool. widest smile and no. said, I will do it. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to get her rigged up in a parachute. And ready I'll watch y'all. I'll come up and buddy, watch. We'll do a buddy jump first. I, do first? I'm a, I'll kick y'all out. And then I'll just be like, <laughs> see ya. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I ain't doing that. Like who does like I never understood that why people want to be scared for fun like that don't make sense to me I I'm cool on that one it's, it's not the that. adrenaline no. yeah yeah there's a, there's a certain feeling to it I guess I'm cool I'm gonna stay on the ground so would you bungee jump off the bridge excuse me no that's not happening well, either bungee jumping no I probably oh wow that's, I did that that's, that's hard that's I'm not doing that that's scary did you just hang at the bottom I was at a 150 foot tall crane and they just, you had to walk out and said okay go absolutely not. I went to Go Ape in Indianapolis, and there's like a high ropes course, like you get in trees and like you like, I don't know, do zip lines and stuff. And there was one section where you had to like just free fall and like jump, and then there was a cargo net that you kind of swung to. Y'all, I sat there for like 30 minutes. I couldn't do it. I was about to cry because I could not just do the free fall jump. Everything else, I was fine, but that one, 
nope. Sat there for 30 minutes. Just like, y'all, I can't oh, do man. it. I'm telling you, I just sat there, but it's all right. I'm cool. I'm cool. All right, so look, let's ask him a couple of questions, but I don't want to ask him too much because you know he's going to be on um, WSSN News today, you feel me? So we don't want to ask him too much because I want the kids to be able to get that interview in. But before we let you go, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to be mayor. Yeah, and, you know, I really kind of bring this journey back to my time in this school. So the first story that I've, I've brought this up several times, and I really enjoy bringing it up, is when I was a student at Sugar Grove, my parents, are, they're not from Terrell. They're immigrants. My mom yeah. is from Jamaica. My dad is from Kenya. Big up to Jamaica. Let's go. <laughs> I'm Jamaican, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. I'm a big jerk chicken fan. Let's go. Oxtail uh, for me, though. And get curry as well. Yeah, but um, my grandparents didn't live here in Terrell. And it was really, really difficult for them to get out here for, for any sort of event or even holidays. And I, I didn't see them as much as I would like to. But at least six or seven community members would show up for my grandparents day, year after year after year. And, and that really meant the world to me. And then in middle school, I did go to Woodrow Wilson. I know, I know, or in Sierra Sky. I had several teachers who really shaped me and molded me. And that trend continued to Terre Haute South. Um, and ultimately, I would go on to study finance at Indiana University, but I also joined the Army ROTC program. Um, public service was, was really big in, in my family something we really pushed towards yeah. because a, an immigrant family this this was the american dream right move to a town get a house get a job establish yourself and i i wanted to stand up for that stand up for freedom and democracy and and as i left the military there were tons of companies lining up offering me different employment opportunities and public sector consulting or management consulting but i guess here's how i when you are in, in the military, I was in special operations. You have a very, you have a huge sense of passion for what you do. You know exactly what you want to do each day. When you get ready for a mission, when you're done with a mission, it is a very rewarding feeling. Here, you have helped someone become an American. You have quite literally rescued them. Chasing that sense of passion is difficult for me. I came back to this community and, and my heart there's definitely positives. I do not want to dismiss the good that is going on here in Terre Haute. It just, as a young man, and, and I am only 27, you know, I want to raise my hand. I want this community to open doors for all all communities and, and all groups. And so I, I got frustrated, as some young men and young women do, and I thought, well, we do need to see a change. And, and I firmly believe that the Terre Haute can make a positive change, whether that's me as mayor or just in the future, I hope to be a part of it. Now, I don't want to run from any problem, but I'd like to stay here and put my face on and you know, work with groups like these school corporations. Day-to-day, uh, -day, I, I like to teach. I substitute teach several times a week. Unfortunately, with the election, I've had to slow down a lot, but those are some of the small moments of joy where I, I have that. Mm -hmm. and, and you look into our student size, whether it's middle school or high school, notice how I don't say elementary school, right? I'm quick to join the military and jump out of a plane. But what our elementary school teachers do, it's it's, it's a lot for me. Yeah, yeah, I, I will be completely honest here. I, I'm not up for that challenge. <laughs> um, I feel a lot more comfortable in the middle school and high school rank. Uh, but I, I just, I want to see change, right? I, I look at some of our students, the youth in the community, whether that's college all the way down to elementary. And yeah, I want them to be 
be proud of Terre Haute and want to live here and raise your family. So what are some things, what do you, let me think, what are some things that our students, right, they're only in middle school, but what can they do to kind of like get involved? Yeah, well, this is huge. And actually, I probably should have brought this up. This entire thought of politics started in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So in sixth grade, there was a primary, presidential primary between Hillary Clinton and our president, Barack Obama. And we lined Ohio Boulevard because both of these candidates came to town. Like candidates used to come to Terre Haute. I don't know if oh, folks right, know this. Yeah. Terre Haute has actually picked the president all but I believe two or three times mm -hmm. since I think it's 1940. You know, don't fact check me on that. But we have a very good history of how Terre Haute votes is how the election I mean, and national media recognized that. They used to send reporters here. As a sixth grader standing on Ohio Boulevard, I, heard, I mean, it was kind of cold. It was, and I remember just seeing them drive by. And you just, as I mentioned earlier, you start to believe when you see someone who kind of looks like you do just the ultimate, yeah. right? And I was so proud to see him. And I was proud to see Hillary Clinton. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like these are our candidates at the Democrat side back then. And it's pumped, you get pumped, you get inspired. Um, you know, for students, I, I always challenge them to do kind of three things. One, grow as an individual. So what are the individual goals that you can set for yourself? Part of that is grades. Part of that is your character, your schedule. But you know, I think kind of like Admiral McRaven said at the University of Texas graduation, make your bed in the morning. Set that very small goal that you know you can hit so you build some momentum. And that is how you can continue to grow as an individual. Secondly, be a leader. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, just being a, a team sports captain. I'm talking about, you know, if you're in eighth grade, understand that the other students are looking up to you. If you're in sixth grade and maybe you're a little bit bigger at the top of your class, students are looking up to you. Whether you know that or understand that is hard. And I recognize that that's a tall task to ask of our be a leader in, in how you carry yourself and support others. <clears throat> and, and really, number three is find a role model. And this is incredibly challenging for some because, like me, I think I'm a good example. I, I didn't quite know where, where I would go post-military, even though there were plenty of options. But you do have to find a role model. Though. And, and it, it can be someone at your school. It can be someone at your church, someone in, in your personal life. But, but find someone who is above the standard and say, that's what I want to look like. So it gives you kind of a, a decent groundwork to, to follow. And then you can adjust with your individual goals. Find a role model, be a leader, and set individual goals. Those are really kind of my three biggest takeaways that I like to, to discuss, especially with our juniors and our student population. Yeah. I love that find a role model piece. You know, that's that's big. And I think um, I commend both you and Mrs. Brown. I mean, that you guys are, you know, kind of paving the way for people who look like us. And so um, I appreciate and respect you guys both greatly. So thank you so much. I appreciate that. Can I add one thing? What's that? Charge your Chromebook. Charge your Chromebook. Oh, yes. Yo, got to charge your Chromebook. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, as a substitute teacher, one, I want to apologize to the teachers if, if they're listening, because I always am the, the guy who's like, frantically opening cabinets looking for this charger because I'm like I just I can't let the student not do their work and yeah. they need this charger please charge your Chromebook charge students, the Chrome. you heard it here first from Brandon Sackbun he or said it too substitute make your bed but you can't 
charge at home. Let's go. Yeah. All right. That's, That's your individual goal for the day. There, there you go. go. Modernization. Love right that. There. Love that. Smo, you got any other questions before sure. we head I out? Can, I can ask all kinds of questions. Let's go. Um, being 27, do you think, or how would you face, or how are you going to try to bridge that gap between first-time voter, kids turning 18, coming out of high school, to try to reach out to those kids versus people in Ms. Campbell's generation, <laughs> my generation, or Ms. Brown's generation? three different yeah. generations here versus the kids. Like, how do you try? To, I just want to say real quick, I'm only 30 and he's 27. So yeah, think, we are the same generation. Well. I don't know about what y'all got going on, but he's still that's reaching that generation. That's the same generation. Okay, he's got to cool, reach, cool. Those, I just he's say, reach those voters. You're right. You're right. Okay, go ahead. The younger sorry. voters plus the older voters. In Terre Haute. And Terre Haute's, you know, I think also is a challenge as somebody that's running in the Democratic primary or being the mayor of Terre Haute. Terre Haute's typically a Democratic city. Mm -hmm running in a Republican state. Like yeah. what what challenge do you think that would be being a Democratic mayor in a Republican led state? I'll hit that one at the end. So when you look at an election, right, you do have to break down your overall message. My overall message is believe. They tear out it's time to believe. It's time to believe. But within that message you have subcomponents to each generation. For example, the quickly correct but older generation Seasoned, you know, seasoned generation. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, why, that why should that older generation vote for you? <laughs> I feel like it, it might be easier to reach those younger generation kids because you can maybe yeah. relate to them. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't so, say that. But maybe surprisingly, the older generation, the message that resonates the most with them is that military special operations. Before I was 25, I was negotiating with heads of states. You know, the Department of Defense, Department of State. How do you craft that in a quick message that yeah. gets to the voter of like, hey, well, it's, it's got to be a TikTok, man. Disgusting. And that is where that's you the, struggle. That's the rub. It's got to be 10 seconds. So, you know, the older generation, you know, there's, there's really good forms of media, whether that's Tribune Star, the news. With the younger generation, you know how tough it is to capture a Gen Z voter? Yeah, man. You've got a 60-second reel on Instagram. If you're, you're lucky, trying yeah. to discuss. If they watch that long. If they yeah. watch it. So I do try to balance how I use social media, right? You know, so Instagram and Twitter is more designed in my eyes for that kind of probably 40 and under generation, right? There I, I tackle large public policy problems and I tell everyone this is, this is, should be 60 seconds. With, you know, a, a tool like Facebook, with our print media and with, you know, digital advertising mm -hmm. on, on TV, that is more where I'll, I'll focus on, okay, hey, how am I reaching the folks who, who are retired? How am I addressing them? But most importantly, you got to fight above the weight class. You know, you really do. How you present yourself, uh, how you brand yourself. I wear a suit every single day. Uh, partially because coming from the military, I'm used to wearing a uniform every day. But, you know, if you want to be a professional, you live that professional. Uh, and, and you see it in, in how I act. I converse with others, but you really have to work on those messages with all voters. Um, I try to do as many small group discussions as possible. I'll go do neighborhood coffees. I will meet with voters on their door. And, and I will meet with whether you're up in a, a top in a state senator or just the average guy or gal on the street who really only cares about what happens with their kids. Yeah. I'll sit with you. I'll have a coffee with you. We can talk for hours, we can talk for minutes. But you know, part of it is communication. 
direct communication of, hey, you know, this is who I am, this is what I stand for. Uh, I know transparency is that terrible buzzword because we've seen recently a lot of folks who are throw around and, and use. I'm incredibly open. I get frustrated sometimes when I don't record some of my like town halls and meetings because I I believe in accountability. And, and I've said this to multiple city departments that I've talked with, and, and I'll even say it now is if I say something outrageous, you know, call me out. That's what we should do because you should be comfortable having an uncomfortable conversation. conversation. I agree. I, I agree. am like trying to drive that. You know, we can we can have civil disagreements, but I you got to hit these challenging topics and adversity for people just head on and, and have those conversations. And a lot of voters recognize that they see that energy, that positive nature, but also the willingness to have those conversations. And I just think that we haven't had them for for years and years and years. So the easiest way to reach voters is one: differentiate yourself. Hey, guess what? You're right. For, for some, I will be that new kid on the block, unfortunately. Whether, you know, two combat deployments can outweigh that, five years in special operations, maybe, maybe not. But I'm not going to be the guy or the gal who just sits on the sideline. Because we, we do need younger leaders to get involved. And we're seeing this nationwide. Mm -hmm. It's happened in Michigan. It's happened in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada. And not, it, guess what? It's happened three times. In the state of Indiana, the last election cycle, the last two with Republican governors, 23, 26, and 28, I believe. Even more important, our neighbor, Sullivan, Indiana, elected Clint Lamb when he was, I believe, I think it's 31. Yeah. I said 30 in the past, I believe it was 31. In 12 years, he brought in $100 million of outside grant money. So for the listeners, what that is, is those are additional funds that were at the state and federal government level that he brought to the city of Sullivan. So didn't tax anyone extra. Yeah, didn't take any more money. Just grab an extra yeah. dollar. Clearly, that playbook works. I mean, you know, they, they were really growing. Um, I think of Pete Buttigieg, who's flipped a thousand homes in a thousand days with a public-private partnership, and he was elected under thirty as well. Um, former military guy. But what what are these? common themes that we see with these successful young mayors, young legislators, whether that's the federal or state level. It's the team that they build and who they listen to. I listen to everyone. I will talk to Democrats who have been here for 40 years or four months. I will talk to Republicans who have been here for 30 years or four months. You have to have open and honest conversation to get good policy. And I'm a firm believer in that. And I think that that is something that we are starting to see finally in, in local politics. Like I, I'm very big on branding myself as hey, teamwork, teamwork, teamwork. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not following the textbook city council board member method here in Terre Haute. And, and here's why. A lot of people say, well, you, you don't want to be like a sheep. You want to be like a wolf, right? Be like a wolf. I don't think people realize in that saying, wolves travel and set packs, and they do not intermingle with other people. That is my biggest problem with local government. When we enter ourselves into the traditional path of politics, we kind of bring in a smaller group, and we struggle expanding sometimes. Mm -hmm. I try to balance who I'm with, who I'm seeing with at events, who I'm seeing within the community, always to bring in someone new, because 
you never want to be around just that same small group. We yeah. all. But Brandon, I think that's typical with most people that you interact with or you're comfortable with. And yep. the problem with that is there is no diversity of thought. Mm -hmm. And and that's exactly what we're trying to flip here. Is the, that word, those words, diversity of thought. You're an average of the five people you spend most of your time with. So how do you consistently intermingle and change? Well, I think also, like, I feel like there's been a shift. I guess it'd be nationally. I mean, it could be locally. It could be at the state level where, you know, this is my team. That's your team. And we can never yeah. talk to each other. You know, I always thought it'd be a good idea nationally, state level, even local level, that, you know, everybody has a committee. Everybody has a board, whether it's your cabinet, everyone, you know, the term you would use is, you know, they always pick the people on that cabinet, on that board that have their same views, you know, politically, mm -hmm. whatever. Like, you know, speak nationally, like, you know, if you had a cabinet, if you were the president, you had a cabinet, why not bring in Democrat or Republican if you're either one of those parties in charge at that time to be on your cabinet? You know what I mean, but they never do that. Yeah, and I've brought you know that I mean? up here at the, the local level of all the different appointments, whether it's board appointments, commission appointments that, that the mayor has the opportunity to have. And, and believe it or not, I kind of got a lot of pushback from that concept of, well, you know, bringing new folks, bringing new members and such. And, that, that did receive pushback, um, but I'm very open on that, and I'm, I'm not going to back down from that concept. We 100% need to use a lot of those appointments and commission opportunities to address diversity of thought. Representation matters, and, and I believe that, and I stand by that, and hey, you know, if you get a little flat board, it is what it is, but you got to stand for something. You can't be against everything. All right, well, let me let me stop you real quick. we got to take a quick commercial break. Um, we'll be right back after this message. All right. All right. Welcome back to another day in Saradice. Don't forget, we are here with uh, Brandon Sackbun. He is uh, running for mayor here in Terre Haute. So, um, and early voting's already started, right? Early voting is already oh, started. I'm happy you said that. Early voting has started, and so it is available at the Vigo County Annex building from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. For those who work a little bit later, and it is available at the mall from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And we will see early voting in Indiana State April 25th through 29th as well. I'd really like to harp on that one. Vigo County is doing a very deliberate job to increase that Gen Z. And we had touched on this earlier, but I, I just, I cannot push enough pride and, and happiness to that conversation. They're, they're offering early voting. And the reason it's big is May 2nd, primary election day, is finals week. Mm. Oh, wow. That's yeah. tough for a college student, yeah. right? right. right. See, so now early voting is offered the week before that at Indiana State's campus. So hoping to get all of our college students, including those at St. Mary's, Ivy Tech, Roseholm Institute of Technology, involved there. So Nice. Nice. Well, I think we are done for now because I know the news team is going to come in and, and add, um, add an interview. Um, I that would be live on YouTube. That's gonna be live on YouTube. Yeah, so we don't, make sure we don't you mess around. We don't. We are pretty legit around here at Sarah Scott, where hope is inspired, talent is trained, and potential is developed. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that is all we have for you guys today. I again am your host, C. Millie. Thank you for tuning in to another day in Paradise. We out. <laughs>